up, ACC Wrestling fans? Welcome back to episode number seven of the Matt Keats Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Hughley, and I'm so jacked to be bringing you this next edition of Inside the Room, this time with Duke Wrestling. Uh, I just actually got off the phone with Coach Lanham and most recent All-American for Duke, Mitch Feinsilver. We had a great time chatting about the team for this upcoming year, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by the firepower that Duke has in their lineup. Um, we, you know, people tend to think uh, of Duke, you know, from last season when they went 0-17 in duels, but I'm here to tell you that that's not Duke wrestling, and, you know, they kind of took a punt year last year and allowed their guys to really get better, allowed their best guys to redshirt and go train at places like the Olympic Training Center. And they allowed, you know, their uh, their younger guys to actually get a chance in the lineup and get some some experience on the mat last year. So last year was all around a great year for Duke wrestling, even if the record didn't reflect it. And they just built it up for this year for a run this year at um, possibly getting multiple All-Americans. And so, again, I had a great time recording with these guys. It was a lot of fun and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, here is Coach Lanham and Mitch Feinsilver. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting in, into that routine of, of, of testing. So we test every Saturday at 11 o'clock, 1130. So, you know, just trying to make sure our guys stay clean. And, and uh, now we're, we're starting to get on the mat. We, we're uh, on the mat two times a week. And then we got individuals going as well. So we're starting to get things back to normal a little bit. Obviously, you know, there's there's ups and downs, you know, with this test sometimes. You know, you get, you know, a guy may have a, a, a false positive and then you got to, you know, take precautions for that. So, but other than that, it, it, it's just great to be in the room. I can see the excitement for the guys. I, I think, you know, these guys kind of realize how easily things could be taken away from you. And so don't take uh, being in that room for granted. So I think there's a renewed enthusiasm definitely to be in the room and, and, and train and and, uh, and, and compete, obviously, and have a season. So I'm, I'm, these guys are excited. I'm excited for it. But it's good to get back into that routine for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, obviously, we've got a lot, of, a lot of stuff up in the air with everything going on in the world right now. Um, but, you know, thinking back, last season, um, you had a, a bunch of your kind of top hitters redshirted, right? So it seems like a lot of those guys kind of got lucky. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 How's, how's that been with – I think you guys you know, are kind of one of the more lucky programs with a lot of these guys. Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, it's funny, uh, you know, all throughout the year when, when uh, Matt, Josh, and Caden came in the office during the summer. And, you know, we try to do what's best for our student athletes. Sometimes it's not always in the short term best for the program. It would have been, it would have been pretty easy for us to have all three of those guys out. I think they would have all been – you know, guys that would have been threatening to get on a podium. So, uh, but they wanted to improve, you know, uh, Matt wanted to try to go and, and, and uh, have an Olympic run and, and, and Josh and Caden wanted to get stronger and go up weights. So we sat down in the office and, uh, you know, we talked about it and, and they all decided that they were going to redshirt. And so uh, we, you know, we knew it was going to be, like I said, it was going to be a tough season. We knew it we knew it was going to be that. So uh, I think a lot of people are like, to me, oh my goodness, uh, that had to be a surprise. It was, no, not really, because you're going to have to start five freshmen. Uh, we had, uh, you know, five true freshmen, two redshirt freshmen, and then uh, three juniors, uh, you know, two of those juniors having limited experience, uh, varsity experience. So uh, yeah, it was definitely something that, uh, you know, you, you got to, you got to get through it. But it, it, you know, with, with that said done, you know, the, uh, when we uh, ended up, you know, when Corona struck and, and these guys ended up losing their, uh, the national tournament, you know, it was definitely a blessing for us not to, to be able to have, you know, all three of those guys for, for, th for two years now. So, yeah, we definitely, uh, like I said, good Lord was looking out for us because uh, if we would have just decided, if I would have just said, you know what, I'm tired of having, you know, this, this, roller coaster I'm, I'm going to get my captains back in the in the lineup and then we go ahead and do that and then we uh, we don't have an NCAA tournament it's pretty tough so I I was uh you know you're sad about the tournament but uh, you know the way it looks for us it you know just redshirting those guys uh was a was a great situation for us 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like thinking about it from my perspective, obviously, you know, there's, you know, hundreds of wrestlers around the country that lost a year of eligibility and you know, that's awful for everybody. Um, you know, but you know, more of it for your team, it, it kind of seems almost all around like a win-win if you take that factor out of it. Right. Because like you said, you, you got the, a couple of your kind of team leader guys to take a year to train and get better. And a lot of those guys were coming off, you know, their best year to date and just took the, the season to train and get better and, you know, pursue Olympic goals. And, um, and also, you know, with that being said, you, like you said, you got a bunch of dudes in the lineup that, um, you know, maybe you wouldn't have had the chance to get in the lineup. So you got even more experience, you know, throughout your lineup, it seems like. Um, so that, I mean, it seems awesome. I'm excited to see the team on the mat this year. Um, and then, I'll, you know, we, we haven't, haven't hit down there at, uh, on Mitch yet. So I got to ask, um, you know, I got a bunch of questions, especially from something you said before, but uh, uh, first of all, how's everything going? Uh, I know you're up in New York city uh, with my man, Jack. Um, so how's, how's everything going? How did you end up going up there and, and uh, what are your plans? Uh, so when I finished college, I um, basically, I had the choice to keep wrestling and I, I had a few ideas of the route I wanted to go, but my biggest thing is I wanted to keep competing and um, I was going to try to do it through team Israel. Um, I ended up getting dual citizenship and um, I knew for a fact I wanted to go through 2020 now of 2021, but um, basically where um, that was kind of up in the air. And for me, the opportunity to train like, with guys like Frank Chimizo, we have um, Kinchukashvili here right now, you know, that, that kind of opportunity kind of, for me, because I was going to be competing in Europeans kind of um, really sparked my interest. Um, if I was going to be competing against Europeans, I wanted to try and train with them as, as much as possibly as, as possible. Um, so kind of ended up here in New York and um, have been training ever since then. And I competed in, I actually competed in Mateo Pelicone, uh, Uregan and then um, Europeans just recently. Um, I guess recently in terms of before COVID hit. Everything that happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> Most recent stuff that actually happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, you know, you, you kind of said a little bit, uh, and I, again, I got a million questions. I'll have to bring you back on here separately. Um, but, you know, what are your plans after 2021? Are you still looking to compete or, or what's what's that look like? Um, as of now, I'm, I'll probably go through 2024. Um, I want to get it at least a full Olympic cycle just so I can know personally that I, I did um, give it a full cycle. But um, after that, I'd probably I'd like to ideally go to med school after that. That's probably end game, but that's that's a ways away right now. Yeah, <laughs> kind of focused on on wrestling now. Very cool. Yeah, my uh, my wife's actually in dental school over at UNC. That's why we're we're up here. Um, so I'm in Chapel Hill. I'm right down the road from y'all. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, med school, dental school, that's a, that's a long commitment, man. Yeah. Uh, going through that right now. Yeah. yeah. But I'll uh, figure it out. Yeah. Well, uh, at least you're not doing it right now. Cause I'll tell you no. the, uh, with the coronavirus and everything, they've, they've said it at her school that if, if clusters break out on, uh, or in the dental school, then they might delay them for a year. So really, a whole nother year of dental school tuition on my, uh, my teacher's salary. So yeah, that's it's going to go well. <laughs> um, but anyways, like, like I said, man, I, I got a million questions for both of you guys. I, I could ask all day long, but I know you're busy people. So I might have to get you on separately. Uh, but let's, let's take a look at this lineup for the year. If, if you guys are ready for it. Oh yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Um, I know I'm excited. I, I, this is actually, um, this wraps up all my lineup previews for the ACC. And I think this one was probably the most fun to do for me um, because there's a lot of guys on here that I hadn't researched before. I didn't know about before. So it's really cool to like really go in depth on some of these guys. And there's a lot of really good recruits coming in for you and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I sent it to you, you guys both and we kind of like went over it. I think I got it as right as we can get, right? Obviously, we're in a crazy year. Who knows what can happen? Um, but do correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, at 125, it looks like I have uh, Drake Doolittle and Logan, is it Agan? Agan, correct. Logan Agan, uh-huh. Awesome. So are, are those the two dudes for you at 25? And, uh, you know, what's your forecast of that weight? Uh, yeah, those are the two guys. Both, both of them are young. 
uh, but really talented. You know, Agan had a nice, uh, you know, um, high school career in Ohio until it obviously state tournament got cut short. He probably would have been a at least a, a champion and then uh, a four-time uh, state placer in Ohio. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, so he's going to battle it out with Doolittle. Doolittle's tough. Iowa kid. Uh, scrappy. I like him. Uh, he was a 19-pounder. Kind of struggled a little bit last year to kind of get his feel of, of the weight. Uh, he had a really good summer, just dieting, keeping his weight down, getting his strength up. So he was super excited about uh, coming back at 25. So we'll, we'll be young there, but we'll have, you know, just uh, some scrappy guys with, with uh, you know, just with bringing quality to it. So I think those, those two guys are going to be, uh, they're going to fight it out. And I'm interested to see who's going to come out. They're both working super, super hard. I haven't seen them. Uh, tangle with each other yet, but I'm sure that's coming down the road. So. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, a question that comes to mind right away, and it's going to be like a theme throughout this whole thing um, is with red shirting kind of what are, what, how are you looking at red shirting this season? Cause I know that, you know, uh, Agan has one available to him. I don't, I think Doolittle does as well. Doolittle does as well. Yeah. yeah so, you know, uh, what's your kind of, uh, look at redshirting this year with with everything that's going on the shortened season. Well, I tell you, if 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 if, if a guy's ready and they're ready to go, uh, I'm gonna wrestle the best guy. You know, I'm not gonna look at saving guys because they're young or inexperienced. I, you know, with eight matches, like you said, it's a short season. Uh, you're not there's not there's not gonna be a lot of wear and tear. You know, you look at freshmen, and, and Mitch can kind of probably attest to this. As a freshman, it's it's a long grind, you know, and you just you're not used to, you know, a lot of a lot of true freshmen coming in when we're going a month longer, you know, than they normally. Their seasons are over in February, and we're, and we're still going in March, so you can kind of see that peak, and then all of a sudden you start to see them going down. So, but uh, I think if they can get the hang of that. Uh, and, and be able to compete, I think it, it can be really good for them. And I think with this short, this shortened season, eight matches, uh, you know, guys, you're learning on the fly, obviously, but I mean, you're not going to be a dis at a disadvantage because, you know, you're just, you, your body or your mind's not, not sharp. You, eight matches is not a lot. You're, you're in there in February, you, you grind it out February, uh, you know, Jan January, February, and then you're ready to go. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle the best guy. I'm not going to try to, you know, save anybody. If your wrestle off is close, all that kind of stuff. If, if you win your wrestle off, you're, you're gonna you're gonna start. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Kind of, kind of going off that, I will say for that kind of idea. I know my freshman year, my redshirt got pulled midway through. And it was it was the best thing for me. Like in college wrestling, it's kind of a sink or swim mentality. And like if you, as a freshman, if you come in with the right mentality. Um, and you just got to figure it out, figure out how to be successful. You can, you can do some real damage, even if you're young. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we've seen a lot of true freshmen, especially recently. I feel like that's mm -hmm. been a real recent thing. We've seen a lot of true freshmen coming in and, you know, busting some heads and actually, um, you know, placing high in national tournament, ACC tournament. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, thanks for jumping in, though. Again, <laughs> Jump in whenever you can. I uh, I know you're you're kind of a year removed, so I don't I don't want to put you in a spot where you you don't know uh, something. But jump in on me. Tell me to shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know you say kind of do little Aiken battling it out at 125. Um, you know whoever wins that spot will will get to go. Um, and uh, and is there? Yeah, no. I thought of a question, but I'm, I'm just, I was going to ask about, you know, is there a possibility of maybe the other guy redshirting, but um, I would assume you probably want somebody to kind of hang around um, in case you need them too, right? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you never know. I mean, eight duels, somebody still could get injured. So yeah. you want to make sure that you, you know, you keep a guy uh, in there. But, you know, you want to make sure that guys don't depend on that redshirt. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't have to do this. Or I don't have to train like this because I'm redshirting. I, I want our guys to be, you know, hey, if, 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 you're the, if you're the best guy or always stay ready, you know, we talk about it, me and Mitch were joking around a little, little bit ago, uh, you don't have to be ready if you stay ready. And that's the whole thing. It's not, you know, I, I find if you put a redshirt on a guy and then next thing you know, they're like, okay, now their weight balloons up and they're not getting stronger and they're not, 
sleeping right and they're not doing the right thing. So, you know, I, 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 I'm very cautious when I talk about, oh, you're going to redshirt versus not going to go. It's like, hey, you know, everybody be ready. And that's what the theme was for the summer. Uh, you know, this summer coming in, I, I mean, it was like, you know, you guys have to train, be ready to come in, step in and be ready to start and wrestle because you never know. It's not going to, because you look at the five freshmen we had last year, you know, bringing those guys in. So it's, it's like, you don't know, you, you have to be ready. And that's the theme. It's like, you know, don't worry about a Richard. Don't worry about a Richard. You, you'll develop on the mat. If you, whatever you need, you can get in the mat. So that's what we're going to, that's what we're looking at doing. So the best guy, doesn't matter how, you know, how old you are, how young you are, you're going to start. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and uh, jumping down to 133 now, we got, uh, it, I have Parker Decker, um, who's an incoming freshman for you, correct? Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, I have Harrison Campbell on there because I know he was there last year. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's still there or not. Um, yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still there. Okay. He's still there. Cool. So, you know, what is, what does that one look like at 133? Um, I mean, what, what, you know, uh, Harrison, you know, did talk a little bit about probably maybe 25. I'm not sure if, if, if that's in the cards with him right now. Uh, but I can tell you, Decker's, Decker, Decker's pretty tough. I mean, and I think, you know, Decker's big. Uh, he's, he has international experience. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, you know, made, uh, you know, junior world teams and that kind of thing. And so I, I you know, a lot of these, it's, it's kind of a, like a different vibe with some, with, with these freshmen coming in. Because a lot of them are like talking about wrestling. They're not talking about redshirting. They're, they're like, okay, coach, I'm, I'm going to plan on going 33. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not thinking about redshirting. I'm, I'm, I want to start. I wanna, and I'm like, yeah, you know, just put the time in, work hard, and, and, and that can happen. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about, oh, this guy wants to redshirt, that guy. But, but a lot of these freshmen are coming up and saying, you know, I, I want to. I want to start. I want to get to nationals. I, I mean, the only way I can learn is to get to nationals and compete. And, and so I've, I've, I've been, you know, pretty pleased and happy about, you know, guys looking at different weights and saying, Oh, last year, this guy did this. I, I want to, I think I can do, I can think I can do better. I want to start. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it. Awesome. Um, so you said Campbell might be looking at 125 and Decker's probably the, the 33, um, I guess, as it stands kind of right now, if Campbell goes down. Yeah, then Decker will slide in there. At, uh, yeah, awesome. Well, I know Russell off. They'll wrestle oh, yeah. off at 33, yeah. Absolutely. Probably will go down, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I was just kind of – this is one of the guys that I was doing my research, and, um, you know, Decker coming in had an awesome high school career. I mean, he's 178 and 8 in high school with 101 pins. That's yeah. Just, that's stupid. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, he, you know, he's highly ranked coming in. Um, and another thing that, you know, we haven't even mentioned that Duke fans are excited about already would be, um, you know, the addition of Tomasello coming on, oh, yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with these lower weights. I mean, you know, you got these higher recruited guys coming in, um, and you have, you know, a, a four-time All-American national champion that is going to be coaching them. So, um, you know, what are you looking forward to as far as, uh, NATO coming in and, and helping these guys out? You know, I, I, I just wanted to have uh, someone who could actually, you know, that these guys could look to and say, okay, how did you do it? You know, you know, you know, you look at Nathan, he's a, he's a, like a little house, you know, and he was just as big in college as freshman year as he is now. And, you know, you just talk about the discipline uh, and his lifestyle, you know, you talk about, you know, and, and Mitch can, you know, when we talk about the clean lifestyle, Everybody knows what that means if you're in, a Duke, in the Duke program, you know, whether you say you do or you don't, but you definitely know when we talk about the clean lifestyle. And you look at Nathan, I mean, that's part of, part of, you know, one of the reasons why we got him here is because I like the way he lives. I like the way he trains. I like all of those things about him. I, I like the way he wants to mentor uh, young men, you know. So uh, I think it's going to be great for our lighter guys to just actually see you know, what it takes, talk to, sit down and talk to a guy because, you know, Mitch can tell somebody, Oh, you know, at, you know, 49, I was this, but, but he wasn't that at 25, you know? Uh, so you look at, you know, you bring, you, you have somebody like Nathan in a four time, you know, four time all American, 
national champion, four-time Big Ten champ, living the, the life, you know, living the right lifestyle. And he's talking to these guys about strength and conditioning and eating right. And, you know, it's great to just point to a guy. And I've been fortunate to be able to do that. You know, just, hey, point to this guy and say, if you want to be successful, live like him. So, you know, we, were, we, we had Nathan come in because that's what he brings to the table. He brings that Big Ten toughness that I, I feel like all lightweights have to have in order to be successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just – he's such a great dude, too. We, uh, we had him on – or I had him on the show. He's actually my first show I had. Um, and such a great dude. And, you know, people all in the wrestling world, you know, look up and, and know, you know, the statistics, you know, the, the four times this, four times that, a national yeah. champ. Um, and I <laughs> – the – the things that I thought were really cool talking to him were for one, you know, like you said, a little bit, the strength training, uh, he's really into that and really good at that. I, I think it was incredible looking back, you know, just as a fan, when he went to 33, it was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Big dude. Yeah. And then he dropped back down to 25. It's like, how, like, I don't understand this. Uh, right. This, this defies the law of physics and gravity and whatever. But um, yeah, I, um, just a great dude, man. I mean, we talked about Harry Potter books, so, yeah. you know, it's all <laughs> over the place. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mitch, have you gotten a chance to, to talk to NATO and, um, you know, even scrap with him, I guess? Uh, I have not scrapped with him. I'm actually quite a bit bigger than him, but um, I'm sure he has the strength to, but my interactions with the dude have been phenomenal. I mean, you can just tell he cares. Um and he, like Coach Lamb said, he he's big on mentoring, and I know for I know for a fact he's like he's started to take at least Josh, uh, my brother Josh, um, under his wing, just kind of you know picking up things and doing finding things that he needs to work on to to improve himself. And I think for that 25, 33, 41, um, like those weights, like he's going to be phenomenal in developing those dudes, and that's that's what I'm excited for. Um, Agen, or I'm excited for Parker Decker and even even the other Decker. Um, I know those dudes are sponges and they'll just absorb what that dude has to say. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, we'll keep going and jump on to 141 um, where I had Ty Mills, Bryson Neese, and Ryan Strangler there for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that Spangler. everybody? Spangler. Yeah, yeah Spangler. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That, that's everybody, yeah. Sorry, I called him a strangler, but yeah, Spangler. <laughs> hey, um, hope, hopefully he'll be one this year. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, what do you see with those guys? You know, how do you see that shaking out for you? Well, I mean, you look at Ty Mills. Ty Mills has, uh, you know, kind of battled some, some, some injuries a little bit, but I think he's, he, you know, coming looking at this uh, preseason, he looks healthy. Uh, he looks like he's got his weight. Uh, you know, under control. Uh, you know, he looks really good, but but then again, too, Bryson looks unbelievable. I mean, Bryson looks looks like he had a great summer of training. He looks like he's ready to roll. Uh, you know, uh, Bryson, th th that's going to be a great weight because both of those guys are super tough. Uh, they're they're very stingy, and 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 when their heads in the right place, I think uh, you know that's going to be a dogfight. That weight, that's that's hard to pick who's going to come out of that one because I watched them both in the room and uh, Bryson, you know, last year he just needed some strength. It seems like he's got that this summer. He's been working really hard, uh, you know, and then obviously Ty Mills, uh, he, he's got his health back. He looks like he's wanting to train and wanting to wrestle hard. So I'm, I'm excited about uh, what both of those guys bring to the table. We're going to be, we're going to be competitive at that weight for sure. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, I don't know him personally, but uh, Bryson's a Georgia kid. Um, and I actually, I'm from Georgia. Um, okay. And I coached down there for like three or four years before moving up here. And, you know, he was definitely uh, a lot of fun to watch. A guy that I would pick out at tournaments and watch. I'm happy to see, um, you know, move up, move on up here to, to a great university and um, get a chance starting last year. Uh, I know he was, he had to be in the years he was in high school, one of the, one of the best kids to not win a title. Uh, he's consistently yeah. always right there. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. But, yeah, I mean, Mitch, do you have – I know I kind of skipped over you on uh, 33 as well. So, um, you know, these two weights, I know that they're a little bit smaller than you, maybe, you know, a little younger um, than when you were there. But um, do you have any kind of input on, on these guys? 
Um, I guess for the input for 133 on, on Decker, it's actually kind of funny. The Decker brothers, their club coach in high school is actually my brothers and I club coach as well. So um, just knowing that, you know, you, I think you can kind of realize that those dudes have a lot of potential. You know, they, they, they come from a good wrestling background. And, and I think the, the ceiling, they're very coachable too. The ceiling for them is, you know, who knows? So I think at, at least for that, 133 will, will be interesting to see Parker Becker and even Preston, his brother, who's um, up a weight, a few weights. Um, developing (laughs) (laughs) and then um 141 um I think I mean Ty Mills I I was on the team for him with him for a year um the dude comes from a wrestling pedigree you know he knows how to wrestle I think if he puts a few things together um he could be really successful um and then also Nice I I don't know Bryson as well I just I know he's scrappy um and I believe he he trained at compound with Fretwell is that correct yeah. Yeah. And and I know Fretwell is a good dude and that dude, you know, a lot of his guys have been very, very successful. So I, I don't see any reason why Bryson couldn't step into a role and, and get some wins in the lineup, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You mentioned Fretwell. He uh I think about every video that he posted like a year or two ago was him drilling on Bryson. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he like pissed him off or something, but it was always him. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh, Cliff's a great guy. Um, well, we'll keep going. 149, um, you know, one of the, how many of there are you? You guys like 10 fine silvers or something? Uh, yeah, so you got Josh fine silver, uh, Patrick Rowland, and I had, uh, I think I had, I, wow, I forgot to take him off. Um, I had put Wade Unger at 149. Um, yeah, Wade would be 57. Okay, yeah, I'd put him at both, and I guess I forgot to take him off, but yeah. I'll have to fix that. So, um, Josh Feinsilver, Patrick Rowland, 149? Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, obviously, you know, you got Josh, you know, I think he's, he's, he's putting it together, uh, you know, always, you know, you talk about having good summers, it seems like he's always had good summers, and just trying to figure out what he needs to be. I think he's gonna, he's gonna definitely be a guy that, I mean, he's not gonna surprise everybody. Everybody knows how tough he is, and and what he's capable of doing. He's just got to put a little things together. And I think that's where Nathan comes in. I mean, Nathan right away saw some deficits in Josh's game and then just started looking at what he needed to do. And and so they've been working on that. And I asked Nathan, you know, uh, last week, I said, what, what do you think? And he's like, man, this, he, he's, you know, he's, he's super strong. He's shifty. He's, he's, he's very technical. We got a couple of things to work on. He says, you know, I really feel like this this guy can be a top level guy, and I'm I'm excited about being able to work with him. And you know, you, you know, you 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 know, you you're talking to a guy that's 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 been on that elite level and has done some elite things, and he's feeling a guy that you know that's capable of doing some big things, and and that's good to hear. So I'm excited about, you know, obviously what Josh is going to bring to the table, you know, uh, for that weight, and and we want to see him. You know, we want to see him on the podium. I, I believe he, 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 you know, he he's capable of doing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, very high praise coming from NATO, uh, especially only being there for you know this, the short amount of time he's been there. Right. Um, obviously, you know, Josh is is your brother, and he's stepping in at, at your old weight, Mitch. Um, you know, what are what are your thoughts on on you know his progression and, and how he's going to come back from his red shirt? Um, I think his transition up to 149 will be pretty seamless. I mean, the dude naturally, um, I think he wrestles better, a little bigger and not really focused on cutting weight. And, um, I think he's kind of had big breakthroughs this summer. He came up and he's trained with me a little bit. And when we were back home, when COVID first happened, we would hand find stuff. And for me, that dude has really broken through and, and if he can put a few more things together, I think he's going to be very, very dangerous. Um, he's had some huge wins in his career, and it's a matter of just consistency, consistency, consistency. And um, I think he's he's mature enough at this point in his career to, to do that. Yeah. No, I, he's he's definitely one of the ones I'm more excited to, to see coming back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just looking – you know, I, I've, I've been watching the last couple of years, obviously, living up here. Um, but looking back over the stats, you know – because I don't obviously I don't keep up with those. Looking back over it, his freshman year, he's 2020, 20 and 20. 
and then sophomore season 22 and 13. So there's a big jump there. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's always cool to see a guy take a big jump and then take that red shirt, you know, yeah, yeah. Be- because twice as excited about, you know, what we're going to see him coming back. Um, and he did awesome in his red shirt season last year. He went 11 and four and, um, you know, had a big win. He, he had a win over uh, Bryson Donian, who ended up being second in the ACC. Um, and actually it was 11 to two. So it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of a wide open weight class nationally too. So um, I, I got, got a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement when it comes towards uh, for 149 at Duke, I guess. Um, and uh, 157, you know, you, you kind of mentioned um, Wade Unger bumping up 157. Um, I also had Brandon LaRue up at 157, who, who was listed as both on the roster. Um, yeah. And then uh, Eric Carter and Preston Decker. Yeah, so we got a, we got a little bit of a, of a log jam right there. Obviously, you, you, you talk about Eric Carter, you know, a kid that had experience last year. Uh, but you, you look at, you know, Unger coming up, you know, he's big and strong and, super, and, and very talented. And then, you know, LaRue in there, you throw LaRue in there, who's had an unbelievable summer. You know, I don't know, you know, right now what weight LaRue is. I mean, he's just growing. I mean, he, you know, he's, he came here. His dad said he's a 25-pounder. He was as tall as me. I was like, this kid is not a 25-pounder. I, and I, I told uh, Brandon, I was like, look, I just want you to lift and get big and get strong, and then you fall where you fall. So I think, I think you know, he's he – He's a mat rat. He's in the room constantly. And he's the type of guy that you may beat him first in a wrestle-off, but you better keep improving because he's, he's going to just keep coming at you. He's going to keep coming at you. So I think he, he's going to be the guy that – he's going to be the, the dog cost in that weight. You know, people are going to maybe talk about Carter and they're going to talk about Under. But, I, but don't, don't sleep on LaRue because I think LaRue can be a guy that's going to be – you know, he, he can, he's going to be a guy that's going to come up there and, and, and make you earn everything. So I know Mitch has had some experience with, with, with some of these guys here, especially LaRue and those guys. So he can probably give you some insight on those guys as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I train, Eric was actually one of my good training partners when, when I was back in college. And I mean, he's a very, he's a wrestler who I think has a lot of potential. He's got to put some things together. And, and I, I like Eric a lot. He's kind of, changed his lifestyle a good bit and you can tell that he, he cares and um you know I think for him 57 would be the perfect weight and I, I know for me selfishly seeing LaRue that dude's got like that dude's pretty big I'd actually like to see him at 165 just because I think he'll grow into that weight perfectly and obviously if he is now or not you know maybe in the future but I mean, my interactions with LaRue is he's an awesome kid as well, lives the right lifestyle, loves wrestling, loves, loves wrestling. I think he's he's one of those dudes who's kind of, you know, a diamond in the rough and who can do big, big things. Um, it, he, it's just going to take some time for him to develop, and he's he's on the right path. So that's what the way I would see it honestly panning out, either Carter or Unger, and then at 57. I, I think it would be cool to see uh, LaRue start to get – um, experience at 65 again if that happens you know time will tell but um, they're both two quality dudes for sure and and again Unger I mean I don't have as much experience in inter- interacting with Unger but he um, coming in watching him last year the dude's very very talented and you can tell he knows how to wrestle so yeah yeah no and I mean you know we had conversations me and you before this Mitch and you know that was kind of what we talked about before is that there's a lot of really good dudes right here. And mm-hmm. um, I think you kind of mentioned there, there's probably a possibility, you know, you talked about LaRue, you know, at least one of them possibly bumping up and, and looking at 65, um, you know, trying to get, it's tough when you got a couple of guys that could be starters, you know, you got to fit them in somehow. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, I'm definitely looking forward to that. You know, like you said, LaRue 13 and eight last year, um, really, really good season. Um, and, you know, some, some good wins. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much what we got for 57. Um, if we continue to move on, we got 65. And 65 was really the question mark for me, um, you know, not being like around the program. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have. Because um, you obviously have uh, Ben Anderson, who is, um, you know, coming back. Or I, I think he's coming back to rest. So when I did my stuff, I, I took stuff from WrestleStat. I took the yeah, official yeah. and all, all kinds all over the place. So 
whoever knows who's who's right. Um, but uh, you know, they they had red shirt for him on, on WrestleStat, so I don't know if that's correct or not. But um, Ben, Marvin, uh, is it Pineda Lobo? Yeah, uh, Lobo, Lobo, yeah. Just Lobo, okay. And uh, Wyatt, is it Foul? Yeah, Foul, yeah. Awesome. So are those the the guys at sixty five? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like like you know, Mitch was talking about you know uh, another thing, you know, Larue possibly throwing his head in the, throwing his hat in the mix up there, you know, because uh, he's he's kind of mentioned that you know Larue's weighing like one seventy something right now. So uh, I mean, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a log jam at, at those weight sixty five uh, with with throwing those guys in there. Obviously, Ben has. Uh, experience there uh, at those weights, but I think it's going to be a log jam with, with guys in, in those weights. And I think a young, hungry guy like Larue coming up in there that that definitely throws a little bit in the mix for sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, and uh, you know, the, the one thing that I kind of skipped over a little bit, but you're talking about like these guys kind of building up and not necessarily cutting down a lot. Um, I definitely think that's the way to go. And and that's that's just always been better when I've been in the sport. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I know personally, the first year I was coaching, we uh, I coached under a coach that you know had it, like everybody on the team cut like a tremendous <laughs> amount of weight, and we were we were good, but I hated life, right? And like it, it was just kind of tough to be around sometimes. Um, and I know since then, you know, my rest of my career, I've always encouraged guys to go up and. Uh, you know, some of them take it too seriously. My uh, my 160 last year, he uh, he texted me a picture the other day. He weighed like 192, and uh, yeah. And I, I don't. The good thing is, I don't think the I don't think it's fat. I think he just literally worked out that much. But uh, yeah, I mean, some people, you know, they take take advantage of. Um, For sure. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of scared to see him. But uh, yeah. So um, you know, also Mitch. What what do you got? What's what's your feelings on on the sixty five uh, for the team? Sixty five. Uh, I mean, I think with Anderson there, he's held the weight down thus far. I do think Larue, like I said previously, like Larue's a good kid. There's no reason that that guy can't break through. He's gonna he's gonna go go out there and put his best foot forward. So I think that's always an X factor, um, and we'll just kind of see how it plays out. Um. Very cool. So we'll keep going. And 174, we're, we're going to hit your other brother, uh, Matt Feinsilver. And Matt is returning from um, taking the year and training at the Olympic Training Center, correct? Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, I was talking to Mitch again, you know, it seems like he had, you know, a good amount of success over there. Made a U23 world team in Greco, um, fourth at senior nationals in 2019. He, uh, he had an a, a awesome season before taking the red shirt, right? It was another case where as a freshman, he was 26 and 11, sophomore, 25 and nine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just continuously getting better and another guy that takes a red shirt right after he has the best season of his career. So, um, you know, coach, how's, uh, how's Matt looking in the room and, you know, what can we expect out of him this year? Uh, obviously super excited about Matt's progress. You know, uh, he, he took to heart, I think his, uh, his deficits and he really focused on those, uh, you know, and he wanted to be more of a chain wrestler, uh, you know, put more offense together and, and, and you just watching him and feeling him. He's, he, he definitely has done that. I'm excited. I'm really, I'm super excited for Matt. I mean, we, we, we had lunch uh, together uh, about a day or so ago and then we were debating 84, 74, and he just felt like, you know, he said, hey, look, I'm, I, I, can, I know I can do damage at both of those weights. He goes, I think the way I'm, I'm, make, I'm set up to make a run, 74, it can be a weight that I can really, really dominate, you know. And, and uh, you know, just to hear that come out of him, he said, you know, I feel like I'm not going to lack anything. If, if at, eight, at, at 84, I might lack a little strength. But he said, I think I could be the total package at 74. So I think he can. I really do. I think, you know, you look at some of the guys he's beat, some of the top ranked guys, you know, you're talking about five, six, seven, you know, he, he's beating those guys, uh, you know, and then, you know, obviously they've graduated, you know, you look at uh, Purdue Lighty, Lighty, he was ranked, you know, fourth in the country. We've had scraps with that kid left and right. So I think Matt just 
I mean, that's the thing looking at redshirting those guys last year was the only thing that gave me that sense of like, are you, because people, you know, around the country, you know, that they're, they're like, I, I, I hear they're just, oh, Lanham, he's a nut. Why is he doing this? Why is he, you know, why is he redshirt? You know, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, look, you know what? You know, when, when, when some coaches use strategy, they're geniuses. When others use it, they're nuts, you know, and I was put in that nut category, you know, but I, I was just like, for me, it was the big picture. It was two years versus one year, you know, one year of, of, of me dealing with, you know, just, uh, you know, guys, we, you know, two or three of your best guys out, including Matt versus, you know, you, you're coming back and you get a, you got a guy that could possibly contend for a title with two years of wrestling left. So, I mean, it was a no brainer. And I think that Matt, you know, just looking at the, you know, where he's heading right now, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I think we, he can do some things that have never been done, uh, you know, in, in, in the history of Duke wrestling. And we've had, we've had, we've had finalists. So I'm not talking about being a finalist. I'm talking about winning it. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, people can say whatever they want, but you know, you look like an absolute genius at this point. Um, and, you know, I'll obviously, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, also it, it, looking back, you know, how, the kind of conversation we've had, it, it seems like those guys had a big part in those, those decisions as well. So it wasn't just kind of you're sitting out, you know, listen and move on. It seemed like those guys really did want to, you know, get better and um, you know, take the time to kind of refine their, their craft. I'm though, I'm personally looking forward to Matt a lot because uh, like you said, you know, some of those dudes at the top, he's really hanging with. And then, um, a lot of them are gone now, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, like you said, Lighty's gone, Hall graduated, um, and it's kind of clearing out at 174. I know Amin's going up. Like, it's it's yeah. it's really set up to, to see him do well. And another thing that I found when I was going back through is that all of the guys, at least in the ACC right now, that are projected to start, um, he has a win over every single one of them except for Lot, and he hasn't wrestled Lot. Right. So, yeah. he's beating everybody he's wrestled at 74 in the ACC. Um, yeah, I mean – yeah, like you said, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's just, he's, he's primed for it. I mean, he's primed to make a nice run. I mean, he's put in the work. He had a great summer of just, of, of leadership with working with young guys and, 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 and developing his own craft as well. So, you know, I know Mitch was there a little bit with him as well, too. So he can probably talk a little bit about Matt. But I, I, I really feel like Matt just re focused on his deficits uh, this summer and he, and, and, you know, he, he didn't, you know, obviously everybody wants to work on what they're great on, but he, he didn't do that. He, he said, Hey, I need to get some hand exchange. I need to get some, my attacks better. He took that to heart and now it's going to set him up to be in a position to do some great things for, for Duke wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, Mitch, you know, you, you were the one that was telling me a lot about him and, um, you know, training out of the OTC. So, uh, you know, how did, how did that look at, look like out at the OTC for him? And, you know, what are your expectations? Uh, I think honestly, the biggest thing for him was expanding his horizons. So it's him being able to spend time with Jaden Cox, you know, two time world champ, that's, that's hard to beat. And I think it kind of opened his eyes to what he's capable of and how a dude like that trains. Um, and I know I've had hour long conversations with the dude on what his deficits are, how he can fix those. And, he, like Coach Lamb said, he's taking him to heart. You know, he's he's known as a guy who's kind of a brawler defensively and, you know, tough on top. And I think he's kind of expanded his game to where his offense, you know, is really starting to open up and he's going to be able to take guys down and really put up a lot of points. Um, and even me personally, like wrestling with a dude, you know, you can feel that, that kind of transition he's had. Um, just spending time out at the OTC and then and just maturing as well. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I mean, how, how uh, I can't explain how excited I am to watch him this year. And you know, you're talking about him going and taking the year off, and not only going to the OTC and training, but who is he training with? But possibly the best wrestler in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm cool saying that. I, th I think Jaden's the best wrestler in the world, and um, you know, you're, you're talking about some of these deficits that he has, and it seems like. You know, if you're training with Jaden Cox for a year or even a couple months or whatever, that that seems like you're really going to be able to 
to build those skills and improve in those certain areas. And, you know, it seems to me, you know, I don't know him personally, but it also seems like Jaden's probably the guy that kind of helps him with it too. Right. And it's not just the guy to like beat you down, but also, um, you know, take time to really like look at things with everybody and kind of, you know, help other people as well as himself. For sure. and, and, you, and, you know, you talk about too, him out there with Jaden, but also too, you look at uh, who, who, who the coach was out there, uh, Kevin Jackson, yeah, I mean, you know, probably one of the greatest coaches I would I feel like, and a, and a friend I've known over forty years. Uh, you know, he he really took Matt, you know, under his wing, and and you know, constant, you know, conversation back and forth about, you know, he he loved what Matt brought to the table. I mean, and and you know, and Jaden loved working with Matt, and, and and they just like I said, they they love having him out there, and 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 you know and. Kevin was calling me and saying, hey, what what is what is you know Matt need to work on? What can we do to make him better? So they they were interested in him not just for a workout partner for Jaden, but getting him better as well, too. So, you know, like Mitch was saying, it was a great experience for Matt out there. Anytime you can you can hear, you know, a similar message, but from a different person, you know, and who, you know, hearing it from Jaden and hearing it from, you know, uh, you know, Coach Jackson, uh, you know, those are two voices that you respect and, and just those guys in turn thinking, hey, this guy's given us a lot of, you know, effort and, and, and you know, it, w- it was it was a great experience for him, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we're, we'll see him get back and see, you know, his run through the ACCs and through nationals and hopefully everything goes well with all the, the COVID stuff and, um, you know, we get to see it all play out. Because it's a, it's going to be a fun one. Um, but 184 also, you know, you got some some really good dudes up there. Um, it, you know, from what I saw, it looks like Mason e- is it Eglin? Eglin, yeah. Mason Eglin um, moving up to 84. Luke Chaconis. Uh, Chaconis. Chaconis. Okay, so Luke Chaconis, Jack Wimmer, uh, Connor Becker, and Kai Blake is who I have at 184. Again, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, from last season, right, obviously you had a bunch of dudes that, that were sitting out and that were training to get better. Um, Eglin stayed in and was, I, I mean, by all accounts, probably the best guy on the team, right? He had a 21-12 yeah, yeah. and 12 record. Um, he was qualified for the NCAA tournament before it got shut down. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's moving up a weight to, you know, again, a lot of these guys and still at 97 too, a lot of your guys are really kind of, it looks like moving around to help the team. So, um, you know, how, how are we looking at 84? I feel like we're looking pretty good at, at 84. You know, you'll see what Mason's going to do coming up there uh, from 74, uh, how he handles the weight. Uh, there's a lot of young guys in there too, you know, uh, Chaconis, I mean, he's, I mean, he looks really good, you know. Uh, Jack Wimmer, he looks, he looks, he looks unbelievable. You know, you got Connor Becker. Uh, you know, all of those guys are, are going to be, you know, just it's going to be a dogfight at those weights. I'm telling you what, because every single guy in, in, in that weight to a man wants to start, wants to start. Chaconis, you know, was talking about, you know, going down to, you know, he was going to be a 97 pounder. And he's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to go down to 84. What do you think? And, and, and Jack, you know, you, you don't know. Uh, Jack was talking to me about the possibility of going 74, 84. You know, so those, those are t- they've, they've wrestled each other in high school. And I think Chaconis got the best of them. Uh, so you got, some, you got some really stout guys in there that's going to, you know, it'll be interesting who comes to the top of that. Obviously, you got to look at Mason. Uh, brings a lot of experience, national qualifier up a weight. Uh, I, I think, you know, these young guys are, they're hungry. They're hungry and then they're not gonna, they're not looking to see, you know, who's, who's gonna, you know, back off. They, they want to take it. And I'm excited about that. You know, uh, you, you know, you, you, you got Blake in there as well too. So you, you got, you got some pretty good guys in there. I think we've, we've done really well recruiting that weight with some young talented guys that, you know, that could step up and do some damage. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's like, me researching and, you know, people reading about it. I think that's the one thing I really wanted to get out to people is, you know, if you weren't just, if you weren't really paying attention, if you just saw the the dual record or whatever, uh, you didn't know about the guys redshirting, all this kind of stuff. 
one thing they need to know is that you guys have done a really good job recruiting and there's a lot of, I mean, there's some dudes on this team, right? There, there's some guys that are really highly recruited and highly rated um, and are, are going to do some damage in their college careers. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mitch, what, what are your thoughts on, on Mason moving up a weight and uh, you know, how do you see everything playing out? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Mason transitions to a bigger weight. He's a, he's a guy who wrestles with, uh, um, I mean, he's a strong kid. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he translate that to 84 pounders. Um, and I think there's a lot of upside to those younger guys. Um, and I think he'll, Mason will be pushed by those guys for sure. I know Chaconis, Wimmer, and then even I think Becker, Becker, I mean, I helped recruit the dudes from Ohio and, that dude has a lot of potential as well. I mean, he's super athletic. I think he was a three-sport athlete in high school. And, and you know, if you get him around a guy like Matt, you get him a guy, like, a guy like that around a guy like Caden and see what they kind of can absorb, you, you don't know what the ceiling really is. So I think Becker is a, is a kid who, you know, his first year, depending on what he does, you know, he has a, a lot of upside, I think, in the future along with those other dudes. You know, I, I had a conversation with Wimmer great kid, you know, great kid, you know, you tell, you can tell that, you know, comes from a good family, you know, and he, he wants to work hard. He wants to be successful. Same with Chaconas. Um, that dude, you know, he wants to win. So you put all that together in one weight class, it, 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 it's going to elevate everyone really, which, which is the best part. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, looking back over these, these things I wrote down, I mean, Chaconas was a, was top four in New Jersey, um, the last two years, right, that he was in in high school, Wimmer was number 48 in the top 200 rankings in PA. Um, and, you know, Connor Becker, who we kind of, you know, barely touched on, won an Ohio State title as a junior and then was undefeated as a senior when it was taken mm -hmm. away. So, I mean, you're looking at a two-timer from Ohio. Um, For sure. I mean, these guys, I mean, this weight's stacked. It, it really yeah, is. You, yeah, you, and you talk about, you know, deck. Uh, really, uh, Connor was a four-sport guy, so he did. He, he was, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So he did. He he was football. He did uh, wrestling. He did track, and then his baseball coach asked him to help out pitch. So he was he was doing four sports his senior year. He was going from track to baseball practice and pitching. So you know, if I'm just thinking, if we could focus him in on just one sport. And, and just harness all of that, you know, all of those other sports into that one sport. Yeah, like, like Mitch said, that, that he's, he's the sleeper in, at, at that weight because his upside, I mean, he knows how to compete. He's done it, you know, 365 days a year, he's done it. He competes for one, one, one. And, I, and you, can't, you, you, you can't, you know, competition, you can't simulate that. You know, you can't simulate it. So he's always going to be that sharp kid. But the growth factor for him you know, you don't know. So that, that weight class is stacked. I'm excited about that weight myself. I really am. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, four sport athlete, state title, you know, undefeated seasons. He wrestles at Duke, right? One of the most prestigious universities in the country. I mean, I'm trying to find out if there's something wrong with the kid. Is he a bad <laughs> roommate? Like what's going on? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's looking good, man. Looking really good. Um, and, you know, we'll keep going. I know you guys, you know, I want to let you get back to your lives. Um, but 197, uh, I've got Caden Russell and Vincent Baker at 197. Uh, well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, Caden Russell, I mean, it's, it, it's, this is, this could, we keep him healthy. This could be a huge year for him, a huge year. I mean, he, you know, he just, he, he decided to, you know, he wanted to go up. He wanted to get strong. And like you, like you were saying, you know, it would be easy for me to say, oh, Caden, you know, don't, don't redshirt. We need you, you know, but like this, the long, the, the, the long term of it was, okay, if you want to go up, you have to get strong. And the only way you're going to have to do that is you're going to have to focus on that. Uh, and it's going to take a whole year. So, you know, we redshirted Caden and, and you could just see, you know, some of the open tournaments, he, he went in what he was doing in, in the open tournaments and, and, uh, you know, he's wrestling a kid from West Virginia in the, uh, I believe, in the Hokie. And Caden is winning. And, uh, you know, he gets in on a shot and gets extended and, and blows his shoulder out. And, and you know, that, that, that kid ends up, you know, being one of the top guys at 97. So, yeah. you know, 
uh, Caden, we keep him healthy. I mean, he had a great summer. Caden always has great summers. He trains really hard. Uh, I mean, it can it can be an unbelievable year for him. And like I said, it, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, we, one thing we haven't done was to have multiple All-Americans, uh, you know, in one year. And I think, you know, this can definitely be a year to do that. Oh, 100%. And, you know, like you said, I mean, you hit on exactly what I was going to say is that, um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened with his shoulder and everything, but, you know, he was winning that match and, and that guy from West Virginia is the current number one ranked guy in the country right now. And, yeah. um, you know, to think, you know, the last time we saw Caden on the mat, he was beating that guy. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, there's a lot to look forward to with him and, um, you know, Mitch, I know these guys are, we're getting a little, little bigger than you are. Um, but you know, how's, how's that looking? Uh, well, I mean, I, I wrestle with Caden a lot personally. He's one of my, my best buds. So, um, I, I've always trained with the dude. He's got immense, like explosive power. It's, it's crazy. One of the most explosive people I've, I've, I've been around. Um, but even more than that, I, I don't think you can necessarily discount. I think when he was young in his career, he, he struggled with that competition aspect and kind of growing into that. But I think he really had a breakthrough breakthrough when he um, he double All-American in freestyle and Greco at U23s. And I think that was the kind of the switch for the dude. And um, to where he really figured out, you know, how to compete at, at this level. And um, I think from there, you know, he's just going to keep building and building and it, he can be a huge threat at that weight. There's, there's no reason he can't be. Um, he's done the work. He has the talent, like the, you know, he's got the, the skills that he's developed over time um, to be successful. So I'm, I'm super excited to see how that, that dude does. Um, yeah. Him and, him and Matt and, you know, those, all those 84s have, have a great training situation um, to just keep pushing each other throughout the year. Well, you know, I think it, it goes right with what, what Coach said. You know, you guys are looking to have multiple All-Americans in the same year for the first time, you know, in a while. And um, – or even ever – I don't remember what exactly you said, but, um, I mean, it's set up that way, right? Because, you know, you think about the, the top guys that you have returning. Well, 49, 74, 84, 97, all these guys are, are – your best dudes on the team returning from really good training situations and they're in weights that are wide open, right? Yeah. Literally all of those weights, like there's not, you know, uh, a bow nickel or, a, you know, Spencer Lee or like whatever. There's not one of those guys that people kind of like write it off, right? It's all of those are just wide open weight classes. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be really fun to watch that unfold. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, and then we, we get into heavyweight where, you know, again, you got, a bunch of good guys. You got Ben Fry, who's currently, you know, on the football team. Um, Braden Ray, Max, is it Fosna? Fosna. Okay, Max Fosna. And then uh, you got Jonah Niesenbaum. Niesenbaum, uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so, you know, are, is that your heavyweight situation? And, and what is that kind of shaping up to be for the season? I mean, and that, and that too, you talk about pretty talented. Uh, you, you know, I think if we can get uh, – if we if we can get Ben Fry a complete year, he's super talented. That, that he's super, I mean, he's a yeah. two-time Ohio State play, uh, State placer, uh, you know, at at heavyweight. So uh, he's a tough guy coming in, and you know, so you look at what he what he brings to the table, and then you you know you have Ray in there as well too. Uh, you know, you look what what he brings to the table. I mean, California kid, super tough. Uh, club coach was unbelievable. Club coach, he's he you know he's got some. Really good stuff. Uh, he, I've been fortunate to watch him and Matt do some individuals together. And those two guys go nip and tuck, you know. And uh, it's funny, uh, Max is like, you know, he's like, Coach, what's your plan for me? I'm not planning the red shirt, you know. So I was like, yeah, I like that. Let, then don't plan on it. Plan, plan, to, plan to beat these guys out. So he's like, That's yeah, awesome. I, think, I think I can I can do that. So, I mean, it, 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 to me, it's very exciting to win guys and not saying – Oh, I, I want to sit back. I need this or I need that. But they're saying, hey, I don't, you know, I'm, I, I want to learn on the fly. I, the only way to get that experience is to be on the mat. So I think it's going to be super exciting. You, you have Jonah coming back, you know, with another year. Uh, you know, you, you got him in the mix too, getting varsity experience as well too. So, you, you know, we, it, we go from really not having a lot of depth at heavyweight to, to having a lot of depth. And, but that's the way sooner or later you got to get it. 
when, when you want to, you know, take a leap uh, with your program to the next level. We've been top 25. Now, you know, we want to be top top 10, top 15, top five. And in order to do that, you, you have to have depth and you have to have quality depth. And that's something that we're starting, that's starting to happen for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Mitch, have you been around any of these guys? Um, I've interacted, I've been around Ben Fry a decent amount. Um, I've actually wrestled a little bit with him, not really <laughs> anything crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, Ben, honestly, he had, he had qualifier potential last year. Um, I think heavyweight is a weight where, you know, you don't need a whole lot to, to sneak, to get your way in there. And if you can, those dudes, if they can, you know, put together one good attack, you know, some decent defense, and if they can ride hard, you know, they can have a lot of success. And I think Ben Fry is, is probably the, the front runner at this point, just because he, he, you know, he's, he's probably the oldest one in that group, but there's no reason why a guy like Max Fosenbaugh or Fosen and um, Brain Ray can't, can't develop that, you know, in these early months. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things are a question that I'm having, I guess, you know, obviously with Fry playing football right now, um, does that have any, any effect on the wrestling season? I know wrestling's, you know, slated to start in January and, um, you know, do, I mean, I guess they're, they're probably wrapping up or done. Like, I don't know exactly when football season ends, um, but how does that transition look for him? Does he just go from football done one week to wrestling next week? And uh, is there any overlap? I, I think that it's going to help him because last year he, you know, he wanted to come in a lot earlier. And, you know, the coaches, you know, uh, you know, were out of town. and They didn't know what the schedule was and, and it put him back. You know, I, I would say probably about three weeks to put him back, and uh, that kind of hurt his conditioning. So now he kind of knows that that time frame of when he needs to be in the wrestling room. So you know, he's he you know he talked to me about this summer. It's like, hey, you know, after the season, I you know I need to start getting individuals, and I need to start this. And I said, hey, he's concentrating on the season. And he's like, by this date, I I need to be in the room. And so I said, okay, let's, let, let's try to make it happen. Let's make sure you're in there. So he, he wants to make a good run. He, he loves wrestling. He pushed his, his coaches, uh, his defensive coaches, to get him, uh, you know, to get him uh, into wrestling. Uh, get, they'll, they'll be able to let him uh, wrestle. So I think that for him, he's serious about it. He loves it, and he wants to do well, and he knows he can do well. But he knows the longer he's out, uh, you know, the, it, the easier it is for these guys going to catch up to him. So that's why he, you know, he he's starting nose guard, uh, well, I think DN now. Mm -hmm. And uh, people are pretty happy about what he's doing, but you mm -hmm. know, he wants to get into wrestling. He wants to get in there with enough time in order to be successful. So yeah. I, I think he's a guy that's going to be a front runner, but uh, look for those guys to be uh, biting at his heels for sure. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not around the program and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, you know, just from me, like digging through stories and such, you know, one storyline that I kind of want to point out to Duke fans that I think is interesting coming in and could be a dark horse with, with Max Fosna. Um, you know, he was a, a three-time placer in Ohio State or in, in the state of Ohio. Um, got a second place as a junior and then was kind of, it looked like the unquestionable guy to win a title um, yeah. before Ohio was the, the state that had their state tournament taken away. Um, so I, you got to imagine, you know, a guy coming in, it's, it's a good recruit and, uh, you know, was favored to win that title that he wanted so bad. You got to imagine he might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and a little bit, you know, extra work or, or I can't imagine, um, you know, how hard I would push myself if I was in that situation. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing his progression. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that wraps up the, all the weights and, you know, I had a great time talking to you guys about all this stuff and really got a little bit of a deeper insight into this and, um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, oh, definitely, no doubt. Uh, yeah, no I mean, is there? And I, I've got to both of you guys. Um, I guess I'll start with Mitch. Um, I'll ask you guys the same question. You know, what can Duke fans look forward to this season, and you know, in, in the future of Duke wrestling? Uh, the biggest thing I think Duke fans can look forward to is just guys who are willing to scrap. Um, I think the, this recruiting class you know, that just came in and the guys that will step into the lineup, you know, this next year, you know, I, I think they're guys who, who are capable of, of doing damage. And then I think if you couple that with the, the dudes who already have experience, um, you know, it's going to be a dual threat. I think 
like Coach Sam was saying earlier, you know, come come the NCAA tournament time, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to be threatening, you know, NCAA uh, champion and All-American status, without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, and, and same thing for you, Coach. Well, I think that, you know, just getting – and I don't think, like, people, like – it's crazy because, like, one year – I mean, we've had, we've, we've had some nice runs in this program. Uh, eight years – I felt like some nice runs. And then, so one year that, you know, it was like, I felt like, you know, like the chicken running around the sky's falling, you know, it's like, you know, we, we had one bad year. We, you know, we're not getting back to, you know, what we've done. We, we, we're, we're successful. We're a successful program. We've, we have, we've established that now. So for yeah. me, it's like, you know, we, we, we had to take two steps back to go 20 steps forward. And that's what we did last year. And it's like, you know, we knew about it the whole time. So, and we're excited about getting, getting these guys back, getting our alumni uh, back excited about, you know, going to nationals and, 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 and looking to see those Duke singlets in there, you know, not only on day one, but day two uh, and day three, you know, and getting on the podium. So look, look for that. Look, look for us to do some outstanding things this year. Uh, we're super excited about it. I'm super excited about it you know, having a season and, and, and competing. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I will say I looked at, you know, when I posted the article out this morning with the picture, uh, you kind of referred to it. I personally think Duke might have the, the coolest looking singlets in the ACC. Um, <laughs> I just, I love the blue color, man. And they're just so like simple and just they're clean and nice. Uh, they look so good. Um, but, you know, another thing you kind of hit on too is that, um, you know, you kind of have to take two steps forward sometimes before you can go forward. Um, and, and, you know, for wrestling fans, remember the last time, um, you know, a team did something like that um, was 2015 when Penn State kind of people talk about like a punt year, right? You took, yeah, you yeah. redshirted a bunch of guys. Um, last time that happened, you know, they took a step back and they ended up winning a national title. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, there's definitely good things in the future for Duke. Um, and, and I know I'm looking forward to it for sure. But I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to have you guys on again. I, I know I want to bring Mitch on because I got a bunch of questions about your, your, your uh, freestyle career. But um, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Sure. No, no doubt. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah. Thank you.